eighth section of the aeroplane in war by claude graham white and harry harper this librivox recording is in the public domain wireless telegraphy and photography as aids to aerial reconnaissance one first tests and successes with wireless telegraphy difficulty of equipping an aeroplane with transmitting plant in the description of the uses of an aeroplane in war which have been set forth in previous sections nothing has been said concerning an adjunct which now promises to have an importance quite overwhelming upon future operations with aircraft this has reference to the use of wireless telegraphy it was thought at first that any employment of this marvel of science so far as aeroplanes were concerned would be hopeless the fact that the aeroplane is suspended so to speak in mid-air with no earth communication made the problem of equipping it with wireless particularly difficult but the value of a wireless message from a flying machine has always been recognized and so most careful experiments have been made to devise an apparatus in addition to the difficulty of transmitting messages from an aeroplane there was the important question of weight to be considered it was seen that any apparatus made to be carried upon aircraft must be extremely light and at the same time it was essential that it should be of a small and convenient size so that it could be stowed away somewhere in the proximity of the pilot's seat it was in america in august nineteen ten that the first success was obtained an aeroplane ascended with the necessary transmitting mechanism on board and with a long aerial wire trailing behind it weighted with lead from which the wireless messages were radiated the apparatus was crude and unsatisfactory from many points of view but actual signals were received from the aeroplane by a station on the ground only the most simple messages were attempted and the aeroplane flew round in fairly close proximity to the receiving station as a matter of fact the best results reported in connection with this series of tests was a message transmitted from the aeroplane when it was five hundred feet high and which reached the receiving station from a distance of about a mile this result was distinctly encouraging it showed that wireless telegraphy as applied to the aeroplane was not impossible and it had the effect also of stimulating interest in other countries and of setting many clever brains to work it was in the following month september nineteen ten that a series of experiments were begun in england salisbury plain was the flying ground chosen and mr robert lorraine a well-known actor who had become prominent as an airman was the pilot of the machine with which the tests were made the aeroplane employed in the experiments was a bristol biplane fitted with a gnome motor and the designer of the wireless transmitting mechanism used was mr thorne baker a well-known electrical expert 
after a number of tests he had produced a transmitter which only weighed about fourteen pounds and which could be fixed quite conveniently behind the pilot's seat mr baker was also able to abolish the long trailing wire behind the machine which had been used in the american experiments such a wire it was recognized was a bad feature of any equipment apart from the obvious clumsiness of such a device it offered a danger of becoming entangled with the rapidly revolving propeller of the machine and so causing an accident mr thorne baker obviated this difficulty in his test by twining his aerial wire round the wooden supports between the main planes of the machine another long wire the receiver was stretched between posts on the ground and then mr lorraine ascended and began to circle round and round the aerodrome for transmitting purposes he had a little key strapped to his knee and operated it with his left hand his right hand being engaged of course with the controlling lever of his machine again as in the american experiments only the simplest messages were attempted they were however quite distinctly heard at first the signals were not received over a distance of more than half a mile but it was soon found possible to increase the distance between transmitter and receiver to approximately one mile at this distance the dots and dashes telegraphed were distinctly read by mr thorne baker who received them as is the custom with wireless telegraphy through telephone earpieces following these tests mr thorne baker set himself the task of perfecting his apparatus and a very interesting experiment was planned in december nineteen ten in connection with the de forest cross-channel aeroplane prize lieutenant h e watkins one of the competitors consented to take up a transmitting apparatus with him on his cross-channel flight so that he might endeavor to keep in touch with a steam tug in which his friends intended to follow him from folkestone to the french coast the transmitter which mr baker prepared for this experiment was more powerful than the one used in the salisbury plain tests and some conclusive results were expected from this oversea flight unfortunately however lieutenant watkins was delayed by bad weather and a series of trifling accidents and so was unable to start upon the flight the wireless test had therefore to be abandoned after this it fell to the lot of america to make the next move of any interest lieutenant beck a young officer airman engaged in military experiments with aeroplanes took up a transmitter with him and was able to send messages to a special receiving station over a distance of quite two and a half miles this naturally was regarded as distinct progress the messages were clearly read and there now seemed no difficulty with better transmitting mechanism in increasing the distance over which the signals were sent two french triumphs with wireless telegraphy messages sent over a distance of thirty-five miles in the meantime as may be imagined france had not been lethargic in dealing with this subject the french military authorities had from the first recognized that wireless telegraphy if it could be applied reliably to the aeroplane would greatly increase the utility of aircraft in time of war at several of the french military aerodromes at the beginning of nineteen eleven experiments were in progress and clever civilian electricians were called into conference by the authorities but only meagre news leaked out as to what was actually being done 
before the end of january nineteen eleven however definite results have been obtained mr maurice farman a brother of mr henry farman who had built an excellent biplane for military use ascended at the aerodrome at buch and sent a wireless message back to the flying ground when he was passing over the countryside quite ten miles away this was a highly important result and promised to place the wireless outfit on a practical basis so far as war purposes were concerned further tests were made at buch and the radius over which messages could be transmitted was soon increased from ten to fifteen miles at this juncture the french military authorities took the matter in hand with renewed vigor and the energies of the scientific staff were directed towards still further increasing the transmitting power of the apparatus installed an improved transmitting mechanism weighing about fifty five pounds was built and fitted to a biplane at the beginning of july nineteen eleven and captain bernot a prominent french military airman was given the task of thoroughly testing this device he was able to do so with remarkable results while flying between saint sir and rambouillet he succeeded in getting into touch with the wireless installation fixed from the eiffel tower in paris the distance was one of at least thirty-five miles captain bernot did more also than transmit a mere series of dots and dashes he spelt out a complete message while flying and it was correctly received by an operator of the eiffel tower wireless station this historic aerial message was as follows captain bernot conducting experiments in aeroplane with wireless telegraphy to the minister of war flying between Sancer and rambouillet we beg to present our sincere regards we are above the forest of rambouillet at a height of one thousand six hundred and forty feet nothing could have been more dramatic in its way than the receipt of this message in paris from an aeroplane fitted with wireless telegraphy thirty miles away it demonstrated conclusively that an aeroplane when equipped in this way was an absolutely revolutionary weapon of warfare since then french tests with wireless have been steadily going ahead and improvements have been made the results obtained are now more certain and it has been proved beyond doubt that the wireless message from an air scout will play a very prominent part in future military operations three practical uses of wireless upon airplanes england's lack of effort how wireless telegraphy will aid the military airmen may readily be seen it will in the first instance be a remarkable time-saver instead of returning to headquarters with a brief and urgent report the observation officer in an aeroplane will be able to transmit it instantaneously while still flying on his course in the case of machines not equipped with a wireless installation a reconnoitering flight will need to be followed by a return journey to the aeroplane camp then the airman's message will have to be brought along to headquarters thus there will be some delay although this can of course be reduced to a minimum by sound organization but the fitting of a wireless apparatus will obviate at one stroke all delay occasioned by a machine flying back from the district over which it is reconnoitering by the descent at the military camp and by the conveying of the news to headquarters it is not likely however that every machine will be fitted with a wireless outfit in an aerial reconnaissance under ordinary conditions made say during the early morning or evening to show the general disposition of an enemy at a specified time it will be sufficient if the airmen 
return to their starting-point and the news is brought to headquarters in the ordinary way there will not in such cases be sufficient urgency to justify the use of wireless messages but under many circumstances which will arise during war a machine which can flash back frequent messages without losing the time of actually flying back with them will be of almost inestimable value let us take for example the position of a commander-in-chief who is in the act of delivering a heavy attack and wishes to know from moment to moment if possible how the onslaught is being withstood and if there is any tendency on the part of his enemy to retreat in such a case a special airplane fitted with wireless would be dispatched to fly in circles over the fighting area and a portable receiving apparatus would be moved up close beside the point where the commander-in-chief had stationed himself in this way news could be received in the form of a constant stream of messages this is only one instance of the practical utility of wireless telegraphy from an aeroplane during war time many others naturally present themselves in the course of a battle the officer commanding aeroplanes should always have ready for an emergency one or two machines which are equipped with wireless thus immediately any point arises regarding a movement of the enemy upon which the commander-in-chief desires speedy enlightenment a machine can be sent off without a moment's delay and the information once obtained can be flashed back by wireless a second or so after the observation officer has made his reconnaissance during a series of military experiments with wireless telegraphy carried out in france during august and september nineteen eleven the possibility of directing the fire of artillery by means of messages from an aeroplane was investigated ascending from a fortified position which was supposed to be besieged aeroplanes equipped with wireless installations made circuits over the country in the immediate neighborhood and sent back messages to their headquarters describing with complete accuracy the position of concealed batteries which were assumed to be carrying out a bombardment aided by this intelligence the gunners of the besieged position would in actual warfare have been able to direct a telling fire upon their hidden enemy it would be possible also in such circumstances for the aeroplanists to remain aloft during the firing and actually direct the gunners in their aim by means of wireless signals taking into consideration such possibilities as these an eminent french military expert has observed the aeroplane without wireless telegraphy is a sufficiently wonderful arm altering all our preconceived notions concerning warlike operations and now comes this new marvel it is almost impossible to calculate what the effect of wireless signals from an aeroplane during a battle will be this much is certain the use of machines so equipped will play a revolutionary part in any action upon their skilful handling of course much will depend unless the commander-in-chief has accustomed himself to their use during peace manoeuvres and unless the officers operating the transmitting mechanism and those receiving the messages are well trained and thoroughly accustomed to their work the best results are not likely to be obtained naturally in this connection the question arises what is england doing the reply cannot be anything but disappointing the privately conducted experiments of mr thorne baker previously mentioned represent practically all that has been done to perfect wireless telegraphy for aerial use so far as the authorities are concerned civilian suggestions of cooperation towards obtaining improved apparatus have not been received in an encouraging spirit 
from the small army airship the beta wireless trials have it is true been carried out once or twice and some unambitious experiments with biplanes at the royal aircraft factory were reported in april nineteen twelve but no practical outfit has been devised as a matter of fact this question of the application of wireless telegraphy to aeroplanes provides a very striking illustration of the evils of our backward policy immediately there was an opportunity of using wireless successfully the french military authorities were able to take advantage of the situation and carry out adequate tests this was because their organization was what it should be and because they had men and machines ready to be used in any experiments required our backward position told against us inevitably when this new adjunct to the aeroplane came along we had insufficient machines and not enough men it was as a matter of fact more than sufficient for us to make anything like a show in ordinary flying work without being required to go a stage further and experiment with wireless thus the lesson can be forced home france has taken up this new aid of aerial reconnoitering is perfecting herself in it and accustoming her officers to its use we have not begun to work with it yet we are thus a definite stage behind and shall remain so unless a real effort is put forth to make up leeway by the time we have come to the stage of adopting a wireless installation upon aeroplanes france may be busy with some new and even more important phase of flying as the military expert quoted above remarks with perfect truth it is essential that adequate and realistic tests should be carried out with such an aid as wireless telegraphy before any really effective use can be made of it four photography from a war aeroplane the use of special automatic cameras while dealing in this section with such an adjunct to reconnoitering as is afforded by wireless telegraphy it is permissible also to refer to the use of photography in connection with aeroplanes here once more it is necessary to turn to france for an illustration of recent work ascending from the chalon military camp quite recently lieutenant blar an army airman succeeded in obtaining some excellent photographs of rams when flying at an altitude of four thousand feet he used a special camera in america also practical attention has been devoted to this phase of military aeroplaning an officer when flying in a biplane has succeeded in obtaining good photographs from as great an altitude as six thousand feet the utility of photography as increasing the powers of the aeroplane in wartime will be considerable in an aerial survey of country for instance the camera will play an important part a series of good photographs when pieced together will reveal the characteristics of land from the military point of view and in taking photographs of fortifications the aeroplane with a camera will find another ready use it is now held that all scouting aeroplanes should be fitted with a camera to be used during reconnoitering whenever a favorable opportunity arises in the first tests made with photography from an aeroplane an ordinary camera was used being held by the passenger in the machine in the best position possible to secure a photograph of whatever object it was desired to snap shot but this method was seen to be somewhat clumsy in many machines for example it was not possible to obtain a picture when taken in this fashion of anything directly below the business of changing plates also was found to be an awkward one so it was seen that there was need for something in the nature of the automatic camera 
specially designed for military work in germany where great interest has been evinced in aerial photography the camera with a special telephoto lens operating almost like a gun has been devised for use in an aeroplane this machine the observer holds to his shoulder aiming it at the object which he wishes to photograph and making the exposure by the pulling of a trigger in england where private enterprise has outstripped any official action mr thorne baker has devised a very ingenious camera this is suspended below the aeroplane in such a position that it points directly downwards and the whole operation of the camera is automatic the airman or observer puts the machine in action by pressing a button this causes a photograph to be taken of whatever the airplane is passing over at the moment then by means of another piece of automatic machinery a plate is changed for a fresh exposure such a camera as this will undoubtedly prove of very considerable value as an adjunct to survey work with an aeroplane at the end of august nineteen eleven several military officers in france carried out special tests with aerial photography they made flights over fortresses for example and secured excellent pictures tracts of country were also photographed as were troops on the march the result is that photography has joined wireless telegraphy in the french air corps as a definite aid to aerial reconnoitering End of eighth section